Hey, what's going on, everybody? I appreciate y'all coming back and checking me out for another week with the travel podcast you deserve. Um, I got a bone to pick with the listening audience. How come y'all didn't tell me I was like for real going to Africa? I thought niggas was playing. Cause like in 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 multiple group me's around starting, I say probably around early part of twenty nineteen, you know. Oh, and um, you know, happy twenty twenty. Uh, by the way, happy New Year to everybody. Let me let me start off with that before I get into my rant. So, yeah, I thought y'all I thought y'all niggas was pump faking, as as the kids say. I thought it was cap, right? I I didn't know we was really going to Africa, like for real. Cause, cause like I said, around, you know, February, March, April, in and around that time frame, right? When the artwork for Afro Cella first kind of dropped on IG and it was really coming together. Um, people are, oh, we out there, we out there, we in Ghana, we in Ghana for Christmas, we in Ghana for New Year. And niggas be everywhere, but then when it comes to it, niggas don't be nowhere. But apparently y'all was really out there. Um, you know, I, I want to apologize cause I was bullshitting. I was bullshitting. I was not on my P's and Q's. I did not have my, I was not, you know, I didn't have the financial wherewithal to be in position to do both Switzerland and Africa, Ghana. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't there. And, you know, I should have prepared myself, um, back earlier in the year but I didn't because I didn't think it was that real I didn't know it was really gonna be out there like for real what would they say when you don't uh plan you prepare to fail something you know the sentiment you know what I'm talking about not planning to you know for success is you know you'll successfully fail whatever it is but this isn't about you know that right why was I not there? That is the the million dollar question. And the million dollar answer is because I didn't believe it. I didn't believe in you all. I didn't believe that everybody would be there. And now I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I was looking on the IG, Snapchat, everybody just, oh yeah, you know, it's lit. And then, let's see, this is the thing. Y'all niggas had the audacity let me stop saying niggas. You all had the audacity to hit not only Ghana, but I seen y'all was in South Africa, y'all was in Kenya, y'all was in Nigeria, right? So it it wasn't like you was just okay. Let me make a quick stop over to Africa, you know, kick it for a bit, I I I, and then we back over to the states. Like y'all was really out here in these African streets, um. And I, for one, was jealous. You know, I I did the Switzerland thing. You know, I hit the Alps. You know, it was cool. I enjoyed myself. It was a very good time. But I didn't know that I was supposed to only come home for two weeks and then be right back to Africa with it. I didn't know. I didn't know. And so now we're in the new year. We're in 2020. And what I don't know is... Are we in Africa again at the end of this year? Help me out. Let me know. So I can start, you know, putting it to the side, right? Plane ticket, lodging, you know, me a little 
ethnic garb, some African print, because you know when you get out there, you know you gotta have your have your shirts together, um, you know, and all of that. So, do I need to start getting that together? Or are we off Afro chilling now? I need to know what where are we go? What is the what is the end of twenty twenty? The NYE twenty twenty move because clearly, I was a day late and a dollar short. And you know what? I fancy myself as someone who is who is often ahead of the travel curve, right? Like, where are we going? What are we doing? What's hot? What are we off? And, and and not only did I fail you, I failed myself. I failed myself. But you know what? I'm going to stop harping on that, and I'm going to move on. Um, because no sense in living in the past, right? New year, we on new and more exciting travel travel adventures. Um, and speaking of new and exciting travel adventures, so this is a continuation of my conversation with my good friend Jessica, Jess, not Carrie Bradshaw, all of those things about her birthday trip to Paris. Um, and you know, we left off, we were just talking about, you know, moving around Paris, pictures, taking things in, you know, being able to really live in the moment. Um, and we're just going to go into the second half of half of her trip. So I am not going to you know, hold you up any further and just really continue to emphasize the disgust that I have in myself um, about how I was not able to get to Africa. It won't happen again. And I'm going to tell you that right now. Damn it. It won't happen again. All right. But enjoy the rest of the conversation. has like a work friend who's from Paris and whose family lives in Montmartre. So they gave us really good recommendations oh, in perfect. terms of like places to eat and stuff like that. So the restaurant that I went to for my birthday dinner was a level of luxury I've never experienced before in my life. Do you remember the name of it? It's called La Pueru. Um, Don't ask me to spell that for you. There's a P, a R, a E, and a A somewhere in there. Maybe a U and a X. <laughs> But because we got a late start going to Versailles, we had a late start coming back and almost missed our reservation. And this is like a restaurant where you have to book like in advance. So it was really lucky that we even got the reservation that we did. Mm -hmm. So when we were back at the hotel from Versailles, we were like dusty and sweaty and whatever. So I asked the concierge like, hey, can you help me out? I think I'm going to miss my reservation. He was like, you absolutely have to go to this restaurant for your birthday. It's like nothing you've ever experienced the before. Peru. Yeah, so he was like, let me call and see what I can do for you. We get to the restaurant, and this guy had arranged for us to even have a private room. So it was like, again, Private like, dinners, too? Come I highly recommend this hotel just because their service extended beyond. Like, they genuinely wanted you to have a good time. Yeah, we're going to have to do some work afterwards on finding this restaurant. Cause like, oh, I'm I'll tight. send it to you. Okay, yeah, because, like, yeah. apparently, like, that 
La Peru. I'm uh, if anybody French is listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, but that's like a, a seems like a neighborhood, and I don't see like a restaurant name. Yeah, and we'll, I think we'll, we'll, we'll too the area is a little bit like swanky as well. Okay. But yeah, the restaurant is like I think it was built in like the 1700s and Jeez, like see? on the walls and stuff. First of all, it looks like this restaurant was made for me because everything is like pink and pastel, <laughs> and like very ornate like. It's like Marie Antoinette threw up. <laughs> and it's like, I, don't, I, I can't I can't even describe like the level of service. I think I've had like five-star dining before, but this was something. This was six-star. This was something completely different. And then, too, they had like a speaker in the room where you could like connect your Bluetooth and play like whatever music you wanted so to you play. So you create your own vibe. Yeah, and let me tell you, my ghetto ass, we couldn't even figure out like how we were having problems with the Bluetooth. So the guy came in and did it for us, and naturally it plays whatever the last thing of that course. I was listening to was. So it started out, hey, nigga, I don't want to talk. I was like, oh, shit, sorry. But the guy was, like, really cool about it. He was like, oh, no, I like. So it was like, you know, whatever. Um, But the food, I will never get over that. It was that delicious? I will never get over it. It was such an experience. Experience like they say, French food is like the best. Nigga, in the world. let me tell you, the best thing that I had in Paris besides this meal mm-hmm. was the eggs that we had for breakfast because there was something about what they did to those eggs. I don't know if it was a shit ton of butter. I don't know if the eggs were blessed by you Tracy Ellis Ross. It was just scrambled eggs, but they were so fluffy and they had this certain just flavor to them that I was just like, I don't think I've ever actually had an egg before. If this is what eggs are supposed to taste like. It changed my life, but so cooking eggs is now just it, off the table. Cause I mean, I why? do it, but I know don't, it's never gonna measure it. up. Right, it's never gonna measure up. So I have to lower my expectations. But at this restaurant, we had lamb, which I fucking live and die for lamb. I like lamb. Um, but the skin, the skin, I don't know if it's like being from the south. I love how like the skin on meat tastes, or like if you get like a good steak, that crust mm-hmm. on the. I live for that. So and that's the, what you had on this. Oh my rack. god, it was so good! It was so good. And for dessert, we just did like, I think we said we just wanted coffee. This is the most dramatic thing I have ever experienced. <laughs> but they brought in like espresso, right? Right. And they brought in a block of chocolate. On, <laughs> this I is swear too to much God, already. no, it gets worse. They brought in a block of chocolate, right? Maybe like the size of like a small book. Uh-huh. And it was like chocolate with almonds, and it was on like a glass plate or like a mirrored plate. And okay. they took a wand, a crystal. It took a <laughs> bro brought out a crystal wand and broke it up into pieces for us. And then you put that in the in the coffee in the espresso. Yeah, it's just like a part of like just oh, just, it was just a, okay, just coffee at the end of the night. We got like shortbread cookies and this like fancy ass fucking block of chocolate. I was like, what is happening? Because <laughs> I'm thinking it's just gonna be like a quick like, here y'all go get the fuck out. It was a full experience from beginning to end. The guy was so nice. Like he gave us a tour. There were like pictures of like Ella Fitzgerald and like. Um, I think Greta Garbo, mm-hmm. like, you know, the silver screen era, yeah, era kind of yeah. like when white women, it was okay for white women to be like voluptuous, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was, yeah, it was like an experience, like nothing I've ever had. But of course, Georgia Southern alum, we went down the street and found this like hole in the wall bar mm-hmm. 
and got like a shit ton of beers. There you go. <laughs> so, but we met like I met a really nice lady in there who had moved there recently and she works for Coachella and she like got us drinks. It was just it was a really good time. Like I still feel overwhelmed by the experience. But like our first night there, we went to a speakeasy. And I love speakeasies. It makes oh. me feel like a spy, which I wanted to be a spy when I was little. Of course. So it's just like, you know, a hidden door to a secret place. Ooh. <laughs> and the the bar, it was just so cute. The bartenders were cute. You Where was t- the speakeasy? Was it in the same neighborhood as, like, the restaurant? Or do you all have to do some traveling? Oh, no. This was, like, our first night there. Oh, So okay. this was, like, a completely, like, different place. Um. The drinks were really good. And I like going to bars where the drinks aren't just about you getting fucked up, but it's about, like, you can tell these people, like, mixologists and, like, put Right. They put thought into it. Yeah, like, it mattered. So it was really, really good. So afterwards, we went to this, I guess it was a club. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was, like, in a basement, and there were, like, Greek statues lining the wall. Lo and behold, this girl had on this, like, bomb-ass pair of shoes and I just like had to tell her like, oh my god, I love your shoes. Her name was Jessica. She lived in New. She lives in New York. Has been in New York the same time as me, and we had the same birthday. So y'all are best friends. Never saw her again, but it was ah, just a cool moment. Yeah, it was just yeah, like yeah. a cool moment. So like that was like night one in Paris, and it just like kicked things off in like the best way. So I love that. We actually ended up being there during the Tour de France, which was dope as hell. So we actually saw like the finish line, and. That night we ate at Buddha Bar. Buddha Bar. The food at Buddha Bar. I feel like it renewed my spirit. Um, I think it might have made my edges flourish. It might have made my credit score go up. <laughs> it was so good. See, I've never heard of Buddha Bar before. So, me neither, but they have them in I think like Dubai. Maybe they have one in like Istanbul, like somewhere Morocco or somewhere like that. It's like a global. Oh, this kind spot of. is the move. It's this kind of looks like Tao. Have you been? That's to Tao? what everyone was saying. Yeah, we it actually looks like sat Tao. down next to these guys who were saying like, "Oh, this just looks like Tao," mm-hmm. which I've been to Tao before, like yeah. in New York. But this, the food was just oh my god. I'm looking at some food now that looks amazing. I don't even know what type of meat this is, but it looks delicious. You the just sushi. Eat it. Yeah, like, yeah. this place looks soup. No, it was so good that after we had our entrees, the guy was like, do you want to see a dessert menu? And we were like, no, bring back the full regular menu. <laughs> and so after we had appetizers and dessert, we ordered another appetizer because the food was so good. Like, even the drinks just look. Yeah, it was a like delight. The dumplings. Oh, man. It was a delight. I highly recommend. And we only went there because when I started, like, posting, when I was in Paris, like, four people were like, you got to go to Buddha Bar. So I'm like, okay. That's amazing. The only disappointment was that Buddha Bar actually has a speakeasy in it as well. Uh-huh. And they have a password. But you didn't know the password. Nope, we figured it out. Okay. Or rather, my friend's husband figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they put the clue for the password on their Instagram. And again, I love to kind of feel like a spy without having to kill people. Mm-hmm. So, like, we had to, like, kind of crack this clue, like, all day. Like, we got to figure out what this is. But even though we figured it out, the speakeasy wasn't open that day. Oh, fuck. So that was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> um, I also have to say, it's a lot of fine-ass dudes in Paris. Okay. Um, Not helpful to me, but to, to the audience. You know. To the broader um, audience. I, I always feel like I'm going to go and make, like, you know, bad bitch choices. But I don't actually be liking people up close. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to look at. Um, 
So is it a cl- so this looks like it's like a club restaurant lounge type of vibe in there? I don't know where they would have had a club situation. So just restaurant lounge type of thing. Yeah. Is there yeah. hookah? Because you know niggas love hookah. I hate hookah. But is there hookah? I don't know, and okay. I would never ask. No. Yeah. They I, might kick you out of the country if you ask. If I would they kick have hookah. myself out. Like I don't see the point of hookah. Like why smoke if you're not gonna get high? Fair. I don't. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. But you know niggas love hookah. Niggas so love hookah. So it's just not ask. my vibe. This place looks. I see. I'm the only person that have not been to Paris. I need to go. I I still can't believe you haven't been to Paris. I, it's. I've always wanted to go, but I've always heard like eh from people who've gone. They're like eh. It's see, right. I I really enjoyed it, but also it could be because it's my first time being in Europe. Um, and I was just very committed to having a good time. That will see the commitment is the first step. Yeah. I will say this though. It, it's a little bit jarring that. Cause I still haven't reconciled myself what that is or what would have happened because there were so many like rando dudes trying to offer us rides and stuff like that. Whoa. Yeah. And my thing is this, you don't know me. I will fucking rob you. Like, you might think that you're going to, like, get over on these two, like, American girls. I will find a way to fuck you up. So, it was just, like, Damn. really weird to me that these people just kept being like, oh, do you want to ride? We're going to go to such and such. And I just keep wondering, like, is that human trafficking? Like, what would have happened if we had gotten into And it kept happening. So, I found that really weird. But I also found Paris people, weird. let us know. Is that just a vibe? Yeah, or like, were they happened? trying to be sold into sex slavery? Like, I genuinely, like, want to know, like, what was that? And it was, like, African guys, like, too. It wasn't just, like, white guys being like, hey. Oh, so it was all of them. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are y'all, like, trying to do and get the hell away from me? I will rob you. But um, other than that, I felt like it was, like, pretty safe. Even, like, being at the Eiffel Tower, you know, there's so many people walking around, like, trying to make you buy, like, souvenirs and stuff. And it's just like, I don't need that shit, bruh. And all the people who were selling that stuff are kind of, you know, they're like people of color, possibly like immigrants or whatever. And you want to support, but I also don't need a bunch of shit. Like, I don't right. need tchotchkes to no, take back to with take me. Back. No, I don't need so that dumb shit. when we brought my birthday in, we were at, um, what the hell? Is, damn it. Is it the Trocadero? That's kind know, of like across that? the street from, it's, it's like a historical whatever. And I Googled what happened there, but now I can't remember. Um, but... It's kind of across the street from the Eiffel Tower. So, you know, like you get to see that and, you know, okay. when it lights up and all that stuff. Now, what is this place? The Trocadero? I think it's the Trocadero. I can't remember. So is it like, what is it? Huh, I want to say that it might have been like, um, what do you call it? Where like soldiers are stationed, maybe? Oh, like a, like an army base? Kind of, okay. but like obviously like a really old one. I don't remember what happened there, okay. but they have like a whole garden and it's like it's like a whole thing. Um, but we were, you know, just like sitting there, like kind of like drinking and, you know, taking in the Eiffel Tower, which we had like a picnic there like earlier in the day. But at exactly midnight, you know, because it lights up every hour. So exactly when my birthday rolled in, it was just like, you know, it was like a, mo- a moment. Like the Eiffel Tower lights up every hour. Yeah. Day. Yeah. So... At midnight, you know, on July 30th, I was just like, oh, shit, hey, it's sparkly <laughs> and pretty, ooh. But there were these guys who were, like, trying to buy, like, trying to get us to buy, you know, like, alcohol or whatever, whatever. We're just like, no, thank you. And he's like, 
oh, it's your birthday. Let me have a drink with you. Let me have a drink with you. And then he just, like, got, like, too friendly. He lingered. He got too friendly, like, tried to touch me in my face. And again, fam. I don't, you don't know me like that. I'll find a way to fuck you up out here. Like, don't. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting because I don't want to say what anyone's, like, race, nationality, whatever it was, but this, like, black guy came over and was just like, leave them alone. Like, he, too, was trying to, like, sell stuff. But he was just like, leave them alone. Like, he could tell, like, we didn't, you know, More, like, yeah. whatever. And um, the guy was like, was like, well, I'm black, too. I'm black, too. And he was like, not how we are. You know, like, leave them uh, alone. Yeah. And I don't know why that felt so good to me to, like. like comforting. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a, a weird level of comfort, you know. Um, and that this guy was trying to be like, well, I'm a black person too. And it's just like, it ain't the same. Yeah. And I don't know why that meant so much to me, but it really did that, you know, he was like trying to be protective, but we saw the guy like later on, we were leaving and he too was trying to get us to get in the car with him. So I was like, <laughs> God damn it. You took that away from me. <laughs> you took it away. You were trying to fucking yeah, take me. I was like, where, where are y'all trying to take us? You know, like if I had said, sure, what was, was it going to be in a freezer? You know, like what was going to happen? I don't like where it could potentially end up getting in a car with strangers in a foreign country. That's what I'm saying. Even it, in America. No, I don't get in cars with strangers. Period. Unless it's Uber. Unless it's Uber. And Which even is then. Still a, it's still a roll of dice. Even then, I'm one of those people who I will drop my location. I will share who my driver is. I make sure that the license plates match up. Oh, as and you everything. Should. And I think, too, I'm so diligent about it in New York because people still think of New York as this, like, painfully dangerous place. And I refuse to fucking die in New York or get, like, right. <laughs> abducted in New York. Of course. So I'm, like, hyper vigilant when it comes to stuff like that. But it just, it still bothers me to this day. What if there were girls who didn't know any better and, like, got in that car? What would happen to them? Like, what are you actually trying to do? It's really weird. Yeah, that's that's odd. And then, you know, you it could always be just a helpful thing, but, you yeah, know, but we I always take the chance. New, 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 new default to the truth of, hey, anytime you get in the car with a stranger, there's a chance you don't get out. Exactly. So, nah, we cool. We cool. Hella straight. But... So did you go like to the Eiffel Tower? Can't you go up it? So I would. I am afraid of heights, <laughs> so I didn't really have any interest in going up it. But we did like have a little picnic, like on the you know grass, like around it. And I have to say, it feel it's it's cheesy as fuck to say, but when I saw it, I couldn't believe that I was seeing it. Yeah, it was so surreal like i genuinely felt like i was in a fucking disney movie like the way that i looked up <laughs> at it like oh my god like and you want to live in that moment yeah oh my right and like my friend was like do you want like a picture and i was just like i need a minute to like take in like mm -hmm. what's happening like you have you've seen the eiffel tower your On whole TV, life right it's all you know what i mean but to see it in person it's just like shit and I even feel that way about the Statue of Liberty. I pass by the Statue of Liberty on my train all the time. Mm -hmm. But if I'm taking, like, the Staten Island Ferry, where you're, like, closer to it, it's still a sight to behold. Like, it's actually, the Statue of Liberty is actually really tiny. Yeah. Compared not, to even the skyscrapers. It's, yeah, no, it's She's not a little tall. shorty, like, yeah. hanging out out there. So, like, I actually have a friend who's substantially taller than me, and I refer to her as the Empire State Building, and she calls me the Statue of Liberty because that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. yeah, but even seeing that closer up in real life, like, it feels, it, it's surreal. 
so I was just like so just impressed with it. I just couldn't believe that I was like seeing it. And that might make me like cheesy or whatever. I really don't give a shit. It was just like such a cool moment. No, but that's authentic. And that's what the whole point of experiencing new things and new countries like is. It's the ability to go. And for a lot of places we see, you know, you would think, Sometimes TV would make you kind of just immune. Jaded, yeah. Or like, oh, there's it's the nothing whatever. like seeing it in real life. Exactly. It's nothing like seeing it in real exactly. life. Exactly. And from there, we took this, um, we did one of those kind of like boat taxi tour type situations that takes you to all those like major stops right. along the way. And again, she was so committed to like getting back to the Louis Vuitton store in time. We didn't hit like every stop. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend doing that because it was very affordable for you to be able to just like hop on and hop off for 24 hours. Right. Um, And it's a, a good mode of transportation too, like because you're going down the um CN. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. I also kind of enjoy boats, not cruises. I don't know <laughs> that I'll ever go on a cruise because I can't conceptualize why that's possible. Have you ever been on a cruise? No, because I can't conceptualize why it's possible. What do you mean why it's possible? Why is it possible for something that big to remain buoyant over water? I feel like we're tempting fate. I think that the, but the ocean, ocean is so no, much bigger. No, let me explain to you how I feel about the ocean. Okay. I think that the ocean is the baddest bitch in the universe because the ocean is majestic as fuck it's powerful as fuck and you feel mesmerized by it but it will also kill you i think the ocean has been telling us for a long time stay out my goddamn house <laughs> <laughs> like for real i don't fuck with the ocean like that like i will go to the beach but i will only go out so far i don't i respect you have to respect the sea <laughs> the, the sea definitely commands respect yeah. Cruises are fun. I'm, I know a lot of people that aren't fond of cruises. I I'm like afraid them. of it. But, you know, I also feel this way about flying. You know, like, I don't understand why it's possible. I'm willing to do it because I have to, but I can't conceptualize. A physicist could sit down and talk to me like I'm five years old and explain it to me. Right. But I still won't understand why it's possible. I, mm. So, I a, like, a small boat where we could just, like, you know, cruise down this, you know, <laughs> canal perfectly fine with me like you know so i really really enjoy doing that and i highly recommend like if you go to paris getting on like one of those little situations they have like the ones where you can do like a dinner or lunch or whatever but we just did like a hop on hop off kind of like situation so yeah but the fact that we coincidentally ended up there during the tour de france i was just like oh look at god looking out for a real nigga as per usual i'm sure that was cool too yeah it was, but I will say that there ended up being like a lot of street closures. I was just about to say they block off a lot of the yeah, city. Yeah, so when we were leaving from one place, I think we were leaving from the Louvre maybe to go. You couldn't even get to the Louvre because it was like gated off. Oh, so you didn't do the Louvre? No, because it was, you know, like a part of the Tour de France. So it was like gated off. Okay. And um, we tried to take a Uber from there to go to Buda Bar and... We were so exhausted that we both fell asleep in the Uber. And I had a moment of literal panic because I woke up and we were on an expressway. And I was like, it's happening. We're getting abducted. <laughs> and I like woke her up like, bitch, something's happening. So I'm trying to like, come up with like a game plan of how we can like kill him and tuck and roll or some <laughs> tuck shit. Tuck and roll out the Uber. <laughs> so 
what happened was obviously like he was trying to take us like a longer way around, but we ended up having to like get out and like walk a bit to get to the restaurant, which was like fine. But I was like, I cannot believe I fucking fell asleep in a foreign country in an Uber. What the hell? But we were so exhausted because, you know, travel. Yeah, it's tiring. It takes a lot out of you. And we have these high hopes of like, we're going to wake up super early tomorrow. Bullshit. And, no, we woke up at noon. Yeah, bullshit. It's really hard. So I would really like to have the kind of life where I can go on a trip like that and not have to cram so much in so many days. Right. And I think, too, it made me a little bit resentful when I got back to my job where, like, the CEO of my company is, like, he has more money than God. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he sometimes will walk in just, like, with the worst attitude. And I'm just like, nigga, you ain't even got to be here. You know what I mean? Like, you literally have unlimited PTO and you coming in here bitching about, like, basic stuff or whatever. Like, it made me resentful of wealthy people who have the access to be able to come and go on these kinds of trips however they want to without the pressure of cramming shit into, of cramming things yeah. into, like, four or five days. Like, I genuinely felt resentful. How long were you there? So we were there three days, four days? Four. Okay. And which is still, you know, like it's pretty good, but you still feel like every single day you need to do so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a four day span. Because I, when I go to like other countries, I generally, because again, PTO, like I think the longest I've ever done, or the what I like to do was like a week. Mm. Um, and that's including travel. So really, yeah. that's six days. Yeah. So, and that is, that's always tough, right? Because you're even cramming. For yeah. six days, because then I, when I get there, like I like to go other places. Like I'm about to go to um, Switzerland in a couple of weeks, and I'm even going. So I'm gonna go to a ski town, and then I'm gonna go to Zurich, and I'm mm-hmm. doing all of that in six days. So yeah, that's, it'll be tight, but you know. Yeah, but I think people even underestimate that when they come to New York. Unless mm-hmm. you are coming to New York specifically to see me, you won't see me because if you're going there for a thing, whatever that thing is, in addition to you just like commuting around the city and eating and doing like normal people things, you're going to be exhausted. Yeah. There's not going to be time or energy to fuck around or, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I think that we have to have more respect for the rest that we need to give our bodies to like recharge and to, you know, like you can't operate on E. No. And efficiently. Yeah. yeah and I kind of hate that, that I mean, again, capitalism is just like a part of what it is. Like everybody just, you have to work within the confines of like what you have to do to survive and to make money. And that's sometimes very like limiting. Absolutely. Yeah. So Paris trip was dope. I loved it. I will say, you will go back. I'll probably go back by myself. Because I fortunately have a coworker who just moved there. And so she has a place there. So nice. I would know someone in the city. You know, I feel a little bit more comfortable that I could go there and at least, like, get to my hotel by myself. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and it was also kind of like a learning exercise for me, too, because I underestimate how much time I spend alone living in New York. Mm-hmm. So being in a confined space. With, like, another person. With another person. It was, like, really different for me because I ain't had a man in a long time. So I certainly <laughs> haven't had anyone, like, live with me in uh-huh. a long time. So I was just like, girl, we might need some space. So I will say, moving forward when I travel, I think it's important that you don't feel obligated to do every single thing together. I think that you hmm. have to respect that you might need some space from time to time. 
and because I definitely just That's like took point. a minute yeah. to like go downstairs to the lobby, just, yeah. which was really nice, and just kind of like journal and just like reflect on like where I am. You know, it was like the night before my birthday, so I just like took a minute yeah. to just like journal and just like sit. Yeah, because it's kind of like a new year for you. It's your personal new year. Absolutely. So I'm, you know, like moving forward, I know that. Like, I've learned about myself that I'm a people person, but also within certain limitations. Of course. And I have to respect that I actually really enjoy my own company and sometimes just need to be with myself. That's fair. Yeah. So I think this this trip, like, solidified that for me. No, I like that, especially on your birthday, because you do get a bit reflective and sentimental, yeah. especially I feel like the older you get, right? And yeah. I'm used to taking birthday trips. It's something I just started when I turned 30. And it's something that I enjoy doing by myself because you can't yes. get that same level of introspection all the time with another person. Now, it, it does help, right, when you want somebody – like, we all like to have people around. But, like, there is something to the idea of just sitting with yourself and reflecting yeah. in a healthy space. Yeah. Right? Like, I could, not stewing in your own sadness or emotion, but just in a healthy place being like, this is where I am. And, and looking back on all the positive moments throughout the year, like you said, it's your own personal new year. Yeah. Like looking back through all the positives and all the negatives and being in a mental space to say, okay, these were the negatives of my, you know, 2018 or my 2019. And these are all the positives. Let me talk about and think about how I can change those moving forward exactly. and, and create alternate behaviors in 2020. Exactly. And I think like being in therapy, you become hyper aware of, of yourself and how other people impact you. Because mm -hmm. I think before I was in therapy, I was very much like, and this may surprise you, even though like you're one of my closest friends, you know, like quite a bit about me. I didn't realize until very recently that I kind of operate um, from a place of overextension in my personal relationships. Mm -hmm. And I tend to kind of like overcompensate and wear myself out. I allow people to drain me like intentionally because I feel like what I realized about myself too is that I used to think that you had to earn people's love. But hmm. you can't, like, love people into loving you. Right. Like, you just love people because you fucking love them, and a person can't, like, convince you to, to do that. Exactly. And that was... And that was your point of the, I would overextend myself because you were trying to get somebody. Yeah, to, you're trying to, like, earn it. Right. You're trying to, like... And I think, especially sometimes with women, we're kind of, like, socialized to do that, to nurture in such a way. But you cannot love a person into loving you. You cannot love a person into changed behavior. It's something they have to do on their own. And that was something that I had a really, really, really hard time with this year of number one, I felt embarrassed that I realized that that's something that I was doing unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it's like, let's turn this fucking ship around because I don't want to live like that anymore. Right. So reflecting on like to the date where I was on like July 28th of last year to where I was yeah. of this year, I was like. Oh, you know, like it, it kind of overwhelmed me. You saw the progress. I saw the progress, mm -hmm. but I also was really painfully reminded of like where I was. Yeah. And I mean, like when I say painfully, I, you know, like emotional triggers and stuff like you can feel them in your neurosystem. It's, yeah. it's a physical, like oh, yeah. sadness can feel very physical mm -hmm. and to reflect on that and to go back to that, but then also to physically be, I was 
physically in a new place. And you can look up and you talk about sadness being a physical type of like thing you can you can feel. So is happiness and warmth. And exactly. when you look up, like, for example, you gave the example of the, the restaurant you were in. Right. And how it was just so ornate and beautiful. You can kind of feel that and you can yeah. feel the warmth and feel, yeah. the you know, sit back, even though you're with someone else, but still in your own thoughts like, man. Yeah, I didn't last year. I didn't think this was impossible. I just didn't think I would be here. And exactly. I'm so happy to be here. Exactly. Yeah. And I just had like these huge moments of like gratitude. And I just remember I think people are so used to me because I'm such like an outgoing and like social person. I think sometimes people need for me to be very performative mm-hmm. because it's, it's what they're used to me being. And so when I'm not like that and I kind of like take a minute to just like be very present with myself, it's jarring for some people. So the person I was with was just kind of like, where did you just go? I feel like you just completely disengaged. And I was like, I just need sometimes to be be still. Yeah. You know, it's not that anyone has done anything. No, I just sometimes, sometimes you just need a moment to yourself. Yeah, I mm-hmm. have to sometimes check out and just be still. Otherwise, people will completely take everything that I have. Or I will historically willingly give them everything that I have hoping to get it back. And that's something that I feel like you had a balance of earlier when you spoke about going to the Louis Vuitton store and then calling and saying, Hey, can we do this bag? She knows the one she wants because you said, look, I already know that based on the energy and how much this person wants that it will ruin my trip. And I don't want that to happen. So let me do what's possible to keep my peace. Yeah. Right. For the rest of it. Like these, this 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it's going to take to get this done even though I don't want to do it or I may not care about doing it, it is going to be so important for the lasting peace of my trip. Exactly. I've been trying to get to Paris for X amount of years. Yeah. I'm not going to let one experience. And, and and then it's not like this person is going to willingly or, or like they're going to purposefully like, fuck it. I don't, I, if I can't enjoy this, nobody else will. Yeah. No, you know, no, like, no, no. I, I think because I'm such an emotional person, I have a huge amount of respect and empathy for other people's emotions. And we cannot, we can't rationalize our way out of our feelings. Like you feel how you feel, even if you don't want to feel that way in the moment, you feel how you feel. And I get that this like means a lot to you. I don't give a shit about it. And I don't understand why it means so much to you for this to like happen, but I want to do what I can to make sure that you're okay so that I can also be okay. And I think that that kind of give and take in relationships is something that I have learned that I genuinely need. Yeah. Instead of like staying, you know, and that's kind of how I ended up in the, you know, romantic situation that I'm in now, where it's like I no longer want to stick around for people who cannot give me what I need. Like you will willingly take from me until I run on absolute E and never give anything back. And I just don't want to do that anymore. And I think that's kind of what this trip like fully like wrapped up for me like Mm. going into like my 32nd year of life so i enjoyed it like on a number of levels like yeah it was like cool to see things and to take like pretty pictures but there was a lot of like emotional and like mental reflection and you know whatever that i came to there that's what it's supposed to be like yeah like i get why people like to travel because I think being in a physical different place does, like, energetically it does yes, something. Yes, it does something to your energy. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. any thought on where 33 is going to take you? 
I really want to so I've been watching um I watch a lot of TV anyway because I fucking love TV. I love TV more than I love film. Um, I've been watching a lot of like British shows mm-hmm. and a lot of things that are like based in like the countryside or in like Ireland. Mm-hmm. I really want to go somewhere more outdoorsy and it doesn't necessarily have to be there, but I really kind of want to do Iceland because there's so much outdoorsy stuff that you can do there. Yeah. Like, of course, like the lagoon thing is like cool. It's like what everyone does. Sure. But I want right. to do like some hiking and some. I want to like feel nature in that way. Yeah, and it looks like the nature there ain't the same nature. It's Hell that's a different nah. type of nature. Yeah, it's a completely different kind of vibe. Like, yeah. and again, I do at some point want to see like the English countryside and stuff like that. Um, because again, I I really enjoy being outside. Not that I'm like I ain't going camping or nothing like that, but I like fishing and stuff like that. Like. Only specifically with my daddy because I'm not like the best fisher, right. but um, so yeah, my next trip I want it to be like a little less about an aesthetic and more about like experience, like an experience, right? That should see, and that Paris was an experience too, right? No, it was, but, but I you mean, nature like the in nature. terms of like the natural because again, Paris feels a lot like New York, just cleaner and older, right? So <laughs> I want to go somewhere that feels that feels completely different. Along that same line, I was talking to some coworkers two weeks ago, and one of them did Iceland for, I think it was either his bachelor party or one of his friend's bachelor parties. And he was telling me that, he was like, you know, Iceland is super dope or whatever. But one thing they had there was this thing called like, uh, Hakarl. Um, yeah, Hakarl. It's fermented shark. Fermented means rotten also. No, I was talking to the audience. I drink kombucha on the red. I was talking to the audience because <laughs> not everyone, Fine. you know, knows what what fermented means. But he says that like they take it right, they hang it up in like some type of area, right, okay. and they just let it rot, and then they slice it. It it smells apparently awful, and it I tastes even imagine. worse. But it's like a delicacy in Iceland. So I say that to say, make sure you try some. You can fuck and right off. And report back to the podcast. You can fuck right off. About had, how that let tastes. me tell you, I had a moment about food in in Paris. The person I was with really 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 loved seafood. Mm-hmm. I don't mind seafood, but I'm the kind of person where I don't want the ocean in my mouth. Okay. And there are, you know, people who would just genuinely if they could pick a fish out of the ocean, scale it and eat it like that they would. Mm-hmm. I don't like seafood like that. Like the fish right. that I like is like mahi mahi or like halibut, it's like thicker fried catfish. Hell yeah, of that course. too. Yeah, but like I don't want very very, you know. So this restaurant that we passed by had these like seafood towers, mm-hmm. and it was like more like a raw kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, whatever. The whole oyster jumbo shrimp. I'm yeah, not eating a nah. fucking oyster. I went to this place, this restaurant in New York that's like known for absinthe and oysters. The, and what's the first one? I'm ignorant. Absinthe. What is you that? You know what absinthe is. I do not. It's the, the that, that alcohol that's incredibly powerful. It's like green, and it's like kind of illegal to make it the traditional way that you make it. Moonshine? No, nigga. It's like a whole thing. Google it later. Anyway, okay, I will. Um, This restaurant's like known for oysters and absinthe, and I was like, I'm going to fucking taste an oyster. <laughs> 
I don't get it. You yeah, only taste the things that you put on it. So I basically just drank hot sauce and lemon. Like, why are we here? Yeah. So like she, and it's slimy. I don't like. The yeah, texture. and the consist. I'm a thing. Yeah. I have a thing about consistency. I don't even like to look at shit that looks like that. Yeah. So she wanted to like do this, you know, tower or whatever. I really wanted to try snails, but I wanted to try snails. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to try them in the way that I saw them on Pretty Woman. <laughs> um, cooked, you know, like maybe in a nice sauce. Right. But she got them, you know, like on this thing. on the Like the, a seafood tower. Yeah. Just like raw, here you go. Bam. I'm still upset that I allowed her to pressure me into eating that because I don't like to be a basic bitch. In terms of food, like I right. hate people who are picky eaters and the oh I don't do that and I don't do that like right don't be that person just cheese pizza everywhere they go right yeah. I didn't want to be that person but I also didn't like feeling pressured into trying this thing in this way that I really did not want to so I say that to say like when you travel respect yourself don't let nobody pressure <laughs> you into doing some shit because I still feel the way that I let her pressure me into that because I really so you didn't, didn't like want to do that. So let me say this: snails are incredibly meaty, mm-hmm. and it had the consistency of a mushroom, which I mm-hmm. fucking love mushrooms. And I wish I had committed to what I said I wanted because I could imagine that in a burgundy sauce being fucking delicious. And I missed out on that because I was trying so hard to be respectful of what she wanted to do. So Ugh. again, like that balance, you know, like I physically put something in my body that I didn't really want to because I was trying to make sure that you had a good time. Right. I hate it. I hate that I did that. But you kind of liked it, though. Kind of, but not in the way that uh, I wanted to. You didn't experience to. it in the way that you wanted to right, experience it. Right, that's like it, right. if you decide you want to go to, like, a sex club, right? But then, like, like you've agreed we're going to go to this sex club, but mm-hmm. I didn't say that I wanted to be in a group sex situation. I said I wanted to go to the sex club. You see what I'm saying? Like, this, yeah, that took a turn. But Yeah, yeah I got, like, I'm yeah. just saying it's like it's one thing to say I want to do this thing, but we you you don't need you don't need or have to do it specifically like how that person you know, like wanted to because she's just like no try it and I'm just like damn well I don't want to feel like a lame basic bitch okay all right so I'll have it you know and I, I regret that I let her like convince me mm. you know whatever but I will say obviously overall I enjoyed the hell out of it yeah I enjoyed the hell out of the trip I just wish that there were some things that I had like Done differently. Well, that'll be for the next time you're in Paris. Yeah, 100%. I'm going back to get that escargot. You got to. And to go to the Louvre. Yeah. Hmm? I don't really. I guess that's I'm not into that kind of art. Like, again, Uh, when I go to the Met, I go to the Greek part, I go to the Costume Institute. mm -hmm. I don't get art in the way artsy people get art. I'm like, bitch, that's a dot on a page. (laughs) I just want to see the Mona Lisa. That's. I don't want to see her. I don't care about her. I genuinely don't. I'm sorry. I just want to see it to see it. I, that's something I could live my whole life never doing. I I remember when I first learned about like what the Mona Lisa was, and because I grew up a little bit shallow, like my family's kind of shallow. I was like, this bitch ugly. I don't care. Hmm. Like straight this up, bitch ugly. I'm gonna be really honest. Like if no, she, she were, isn't if the she nicest were prettier, I would have been like, oh, I see. But maybe that's like an assessment of how we value women's beauty. You know, I that's don't know. A, but a it, deeper conversation. Yeah, that's another conversation for another day. I just know I personally don't give a fuck about her. All right, so no, no Lou for the Mona Lisa. It's just not my vibe. But I don't need. Ugh, I don't need it. Fair. I do want to go back to see they have an actual fashion museum there. That again, if I planned better, I would have known that it was closed for renovations. Oh. So I do need to go back to see that. Of course. Yeah. 
Now I just need to get my parachute together. At some point, I'll go there. I heard it's really nice during Christmas. I, I don't know if I, I can sneak like it in. I would like to go back when it's cold. Yeah, I don't know if I can sneak yeah. that in, but I, I need to. I need to try that, but I need to sit down because I got too much stuff going on. I'm already traveling a lot, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, where can the people find you, Miss Jessica? Um, on tour with Beyonce. I mm. kid. <laughs> I kid. Um, since we're manifesting things, I would like to like write Beyonce's memoirs, but Perfect. um. I am on Instagram at not Carrie Bradshaw. I am on YouTube at not Carrie Bradshaw. I'm on Twitter, but you have to actually look for me because I sometimes say things that I don't want anyone to know that I say. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Perfect. Between Brooklyn and the South Side of the A. There we go. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. I'm always happy to visit you, friend. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll let y'all later. Body, body on me. Body, body on me.